0: Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast.
1: It was an ugly night for Greeny last night, so we are thinking of him during this very difficult time as the Jets got their doors blown off again. He joined us last hour. It's Chris Garland, Harry Douglas in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio and on your smart speaker with Play ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. If your pet is hurt in a car accident, Progressive pays up to $1,000 in vet expenses with free pet coverage. Visit progressive.com. Right now, we head to the Goodyear hotline because it's time to make some money. We welcome an ESPN betting analyst and ESPN Radio's Joe Fortenbaugh with us on the Goodyear hotline. Joe, Chris Carlin, and Harry Douglas. How you doing today, man?
2: Gentlemen, I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I appreciate it.
1: We appreciate it because... We want to make some money, and we got a lot of star players possibly out this weekend, some who already are out, including Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. So how has his absence here affected the spread between the Packers and the Chiefs?
2: Okay, so prior to the announcement that Rodgers would miss Sunday's game, this game was a pick'em in Las Vegas, meaning no point spread. You just had to pick the winner, right? Then the announcement comes down that Rodgers is going to miss the game, and it moves eight points to Kansas City minus eight. We've seen that happen before when Aaron Rodgers misses a game. He is that valuable to the point spread. So it moves all the way up to eight. People start looking at Kansas City. They assume it should be a blowout. We've never seen Jordan Love Zig when everyone else is zagging, right? That is too much of an adjustment, 8 points. Especially when you consider the landing spot for Jordan Love. He's going against a defense that ranks 25th in scoring defense and dead last in opponent yards per play. Green Bay has 10 days to get ready for this game. Kansas City's coming off the Monday Nighters so they have the short week. Ultimately what happened was once it got up to 8, the professionals went in. They bet Green Bay at 8. They bet Green Bay at seven and a half, and now it's down as low as seven at some spots, which is a very important number. So if you like Green Bay, and I like Green Bay, take them at seven
3: and a half or better. That's got to be the play. See, Joe, I like you because, see, you're drinking the same Kool-Aid <laughs> I'm drinking. I don't know what Kool-Aid, <clears throat> size of alcohol, Vegas is drinking when they <laughs> made it minus eight for Kansas City. Like, they haven't seen the defense that Kansas City has. Like, they just didn't see the New York Giants, the New York football Giants almost beat kansas city recently so i Absolutely. like you joe we just started but i already <laughs> like you
2: i appreciate that and keep an eye on the total as well when you talk about that kansas city defense the total opened as high as 55 and a half after the news that rogers would miss it dropped to 48 i think this is still going to be a high scoring game as bad as kansas city has looked this year they are still a top 10 scoring offense and i do believe love and the packers are going to hang their fair share of points as well
1: All right, Joe, how about the Cowboys this weekend? We don't know definitively about Dak yet. You've got guys on the injury report like Tyron Smith, C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper. Are, Are the
2: Cowboys a good bet this weekend? This is an interesting one because when you have a point spread up there of minus 10, and that's what the Cowboys are right now, minus 10, the assumption is going to be that Prescott's going to play, right? Last week, we saw Dallas as a small favorite at Minnesota. Then it started moving towards the Vikings as we got more and more information that made it look like Prescott wouldn't play. Vegas was ahead of it. So now it looks like they might be ahead of this. But on the look-ahead line, which is a point spread that comes out a week in advance, Dallas was only 7.5 for this game, and now it's up to 10. And CeeDee Lamb's banged up. He's a big part of that offense. Amari Cooper's banged up. Tyron Smith is banged up. The Broncos haven't been impressive at all this season, but if I'm getting involved in this game, I'm probably playing Denver plus the 10. Not one of my favorite plays, but it's a big number to cover. Dallas has been a very public play, and they're 7-0 and against the spread this season. So it's not going to surprise me to see a lot of people backing the Cowboys.
3: I would lean to the Denver side at plus 10. That's just too many points. And, Joe, I'm sorry, but I have to agree with you again because what a lot of people don't understand is that right now the Denver Broncos overall totally has the sixth-ranked defense in the National Football League. So I agree with you, Joe, there.
2: (laughs) All right, here we go. Look at us, boys. A little bit of a consensus this morning on a good Friday. All right, Cardinals, Niners, Kyler
1: Murray, DeAndre Hopkins,
2: both missed a little bit of time this week. How are you betting this game in the NFC West? This one has been nothing but Niners money since the line opened up. Cardinals were minus two and a half as road favorites. They have extra rest coming into this game, having lost to the Packers on that Thursday night. So 10 days to get ready. But the money has been on the Niners to the point where it's moved all the way to San Francisco minus two. So we've seen a four and a half point move here. Nothing but Niners money, like I said. One thing I want to point out. Arizona's banged up and that has a that that that's definitely playing a role here. And last year Arizona did kind of fall off a cliff in the second half of the season. Perhaps they're this year's Steelers, right? Red hot start and then they can't maintain throughout the course of the year. But go back to week 5 when these two got together. All right? It was in Arizona. The Cardinals won that game 17 to 10. It's not like it was a blowout. And Trey Lance started at quarterback for San Francisco. Now Lance might go on to be a very good NFL quarterback. I think he's got a lot of potential. But early on Like all rookies, he's going to make a lot of mistakes, and he wasn't very good in that game. You can say what you want about Garoppolo. Right now, at this point in time, Garoppolo's the better quarterback than Lance, and he's going to start in this game. So I think with the upgrade at quarterback, plus the fact that they only lost by seven in that first game on the road, I'd be looking to the Niners here. That looks to be the sharp side.
3: Mm, Look at me and Joe. This is a marriage meant to happen. I like (laughs) the 49ers in this one also. Let's not forget, A.J. Green is not playing in this ballgame. Let's remember that DeAndre Hopkins is trying to come off that hamstring injury. So you don't know the status of him and how he's going to be when it comes to playing the the game of football. Now that's two receivers right there out of that dynamic offense that you have that's possibly not going to be out there. At the same time, J.J. Watt is no longer on the football field. They're, they're susceptible in the run game. We've seen the Green Bay Packers do a great job of that on Thursday night football. So I'm going with the 49ers here too, Joe. ESPN betting analyst
1: and ESPN radio's Joe Fortenbaugh joining us right now on the Goodyear hotline. It's Chris Carlin, Harry Douglas in for Greeny this morning. All right, Joe, give me your favorite NFL play of the
2: week and your favorite college
1: play of the week.
2: I, I was looking at laying one and a half with the Chargers against the Eagles. Uh, the look-ahead line had Los Angeles minus three, so I think there's some value there. The top play right now, it's, it's a bit of an obvious one. I, I don't think anyone's going to be blown away by this. I'll lay the six with Baltimore against Minnesota. John Harbaugh has been fantastic in his career, coming off the bye. Nine and four against the spread. Baltimore's rested. They just watched Cincinnati go down to the Jets. There's turmoil with Cleveland. Pittsburgh's winning some games, but started slow. Great opportunity for them to grab control of the division in this matchup. And Minnesota has been shaky at best this year. Wildly inconsistent football team, lacking discipline in a lot of key areas. On the road this season, they're giving up 29 points per game. At home, they're giving up just 17. And we saw what happened last week against Dallas. They're going to Go on the road i think the ravens hang a big number in this one ravens minus six favorite college player of the week i think tennessee's a good angle against kentucky it's been nothing but volunteers money i'd also play a first half over so this bet is just for the first half of the game opening 30 minutes over 34 and a half points alabama lsu That LSU defense has been terrible. 94th in scoring defense, 95th in opponent yards per play. Alabama is the second highest scoring team in the nation. And with two weeks to get ready, I think what you're going to see is what you normally see in this matchup. There's going to be two teams trying to pull out all the stops, a couple tricks up the sleeve. This is the last time Ed O is going to get a shot at Alabama as the head coach of LSU. I wouldn't be surprised if there was some trickery there, which could either help LSU or bury them deep in their own territory. But ultimately, I see over 34 and a half total points in the first half of the Alabama-LSU game.
3: You actually, Joe, Joe we, I think we may um, come at a, a standstill here. Um, uh-uh. I think this is, this is a rival game. When I look at college football, so I don't know if a lot of points are going to be scored like that. I understand the LSU defense has been on pins and needles this, this entire year. But we have to remember, this is a rivalry football game. A lot of things can turn a lot of different ways in rivalry football games. Trust me. I know, Joe. I know.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Alabama's laying a huge number here of 28 and a half for the game. So if LSU finds a way to stay inside that, wouldn't be that surprising considering how many points that is to lay.
1: All right, Joe, last one. UFC 268, Madison Square Garden, Saturday night. ESPN Plus pay-per-view. Favorite bets on the
2: card are? All right, I'm going to go in order of how much I like them. Number one in the co-main event, I've got Whaley Zhang, minus 115 over Rose Namajunas. I know everybody loves Rose. I love Rose. She's fantastic. She's such a great watch. But listen, when these two fought a few months ago, Zhang closed as a minus 200 favorite. Now she's only minus 115. I get that there's the additional data point of Rose knocking her out with that head kick. But if Rose had dominated a unanimous decision in that fight, pillar to post then I could see this adjustment one kick early in the fight. I think Zhang makes the adjustments. I'll lay the 115. I think that's cheap. Justin Gaethje and Michael Chandler, they're going to stand and trade. This is going to be the fight of the night. I'd go under one and a half rounds. I don't know if Chandler's going to try to take this into deep water. Five? Four of his last five fights have ended in the first round, and that fifth fight ended 19 seconds into the second round. That was his last outing against Charles Oliveira. And then in the main event, Usman and Covington, I would go over two and a half rounds, and if that's too juicy for you, I'd also put a little bit on over three and a half rounds they went five almost the full five last time they got together Usman striking is much much better this time around Covington's got to account for that there's going to be a cat and mouse game it would behoove Covington to try to take this to the mat he has to try something different this time around Usman has a 100% takedown defense So it's easier said than done, but I wouldn't be surprised if he was at least trying for the takedown to present the illusion that it's there so Usman has to defend it. So to recap, Zhang minus 115 over Nama Yunus, Gaethje Chandler going under one and a half rounds, Usman Covington going over two and a half and over three and a half rounds. Love it, Joe. Appreciate it, man. Thanks. My pleasure, boys. Best of luck to everybody this weekend. Joe Fortenbaugh, ESPN
1: betting analyst, joining us on the Goodyear Hotline. What a performance last night from Jonathan Taylor. 19 carries, 172 yards, two touchdowns. He was in the zone last night. In the zone brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone. The Packers are going to try to have to get it done shorthanded this weekend, but Harry Douglas thinks they've got a shot. He'll explain why in just moments. Chris Carlin? And Mr. Douglas in for Greeny
4: today on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus.
0: Greeny, the podcast.
4: For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by.
1: No Aaron Rodgers this weekend for the Packers. So what does that mean? Do they still have a shot against Kansas City? It's Chris Carlin, Harry Douglas in on ESPN Radio today for Greeny. And on your smart speaker by saying, play ESPN Radio. Don't forget about the ESPN app as well. Presented by Progressive Insurance and all guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Now, according to Forbes, companies are working to fill millions of jobs in an epic hiring spree. So where do they turn? Zip Recruiter, of course. Zip Recruiter's technology finds qualified candidates, makes it easy to invite your top choices to apply. Try it for free today at ziprecruiter.com slash greenie. Jordan Love getting his opportunity as the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers and a chance for the Packers, although one they didn't necessarily want to have, to take a look at what their future might be in Love. As he gets a shot against the Kansas City Chiefs this weekend with Aaron Rodgers in COVID protocol. So, Harry, th- we were just talking about with Joe Fortenbaugh, how that line took a massive jump from a mm-hmm. pick'em to a Chiefs minus eight points in this game. But you like the Packers to have a chance, do you not?
3: I still do, because when you look at the the guys that they're getting back, they're getting Um, Devontae Adams back there, getting Valdez Scantley back, right? I understand Tanyan got hurt, but you need other guys to step up there. But I love the the tandem that they have in the backfield, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. And when it comes to Jordan Love in this game, right, what I don't want Jordan Love to do is go out there and, like, I got to prove to everybody I'm the guy that when Aaron Rodgers leave here, I'm going to be the man. No, that's not what you got to do, Jordan Love. All you have to do is play within the system. So I turn that over to the head coach, Matt LaFleur, because he's also the play caller. You have to have a hell of a game plan for this young man. What does the Kansas City, Kansas City Chiefs love to do? What does Steve Spagnola love to do defensively? They like to send blitzes, they like to play cover zero. So make sure that your quarterback is prepared for those things. And they're understanding that Aaron Rodgers is not back there, so that the heat may be coming a little bit more. So understand that your quarterback has to be on his P's and Q's when it comes to the blitz package. If, if he's walking to the restroom, Jordan Love, hey, this kind of blitz come. Where are you going with the football? I'm asking him all kind of things. Listen, I don't care if he's on the pooper. I don't care if he's eating breakfast. I don't care if he's in the meeting room, walking out the meeting room. I'm asking him things left and right on the spot because I want him to be quick and fast when it comes to decision-making based off the things that's going to be presented to him from the Kansas City Chiefs defense. Now, I also do believe that Kansas City defensively, they're terrible. And you have these two running backs, right? You went into the Arizona game and you ran the football effectively. Try to do the same thing, but at the end of the day, if the Kansas City Chiefs leave Devontae Adams one-on-one, Jordan Love must find him.
1: Has to find him because this is your primary playmaker. And You're right, I love Aaron Jones too, but the other guys are serviceable, complimentary guys at best. But here on the flip side is what I want to know in this game. Is, is Patrick Mahomes going to get this right? Are they going to turn this around? Because what I saw the other night against the Mm -hmm. Giants was a Chiefs team that was doing everything they possibly could to hand the game to a bad football team, and that bad football team just absolutely refused to take it from them. And that includes Mahomes throwing a couple of passes that could have been picked, one that was, but could have been picked and weren't. I really genuinely wonder if he's going to be able to get it right against a team that, frankly, is pretty good against the pass.
3: Well, and you're talking about Jordan Love? I'm talking about Patrick Mahomes on the Patrick flip Mahomes? side. Patrick Mahomes? Oh, Getting okay, right. yeah, on the flip yeah. side. Of it. Okay, well, the, th- the thing about this this team, the Kansas City Chief, uh, Chiefs team, period, is that one of the things that they're understanding now in the National Football League is that they just can't show up and people are going to be scared of them. Hey, the Kansas City Chiefs, oh, my gosh, the big playability. That's no gone. The mystique is gone yeah. right now. No one cares about that anymore. But at the same time, Uh, And I tweeted this the other night watching a football game. Patrick Mahomes has to understand when to just throw the football away. Okay, every play doesn't have to be magical. Do we have some magical noises back there or something? I mean, everything (laughs) doesn't have to be magical. It's okay to just throw the football away and live the play another down. There we go, baby. Abracadabra. Where's Houdini? You don't have to make magic on every play. It's okay to get rid of the football. It's okay to take three points and kick a field goal versus turning the football over. Not a supporting cast. That's why I think Odell Beckham Jr. is a good fit for Kansas City as well because outside, and Travis Kelsey hasn't been Travis Kelsey of late either. So outside of Tyreek Hill, who in the hell is making plays on this offense? No one. It's Tyreek Hill. So that's another thing that they're dealing with.
1: Harry, you just hit on something that people are not paying enough attention to. Travis Kelsey's not been much of a factor at all. Oh, no. Not much of a factor at all? Ever since
3: he cut that beard.
1: Yeah. Well, maybe that was a mistake. And honestly, I mean, if you're Travis Kelsey and things are working out, why would you ever do that? Why would you ever mess with – it's not even messing with a streak. Messing with things are going great for you in your career, and all of a sudden you're Samson getting your hair cut by taking off your beard and you're losing all your power.
3: Chris, my daddy told me, don't you ever trust a man that doesn't have facial hair, boy? He'll backstab you in a heartbeat. <laughs>
1: well, <laughs> I, I look at Kelsey, and I'm. Um, this makes me wonder. Okay, has he lost a step? Is he not the same dominant tight end that he has been over the last several years? And it just takes away more of that scary intimidation factor. It does that the Chiefs have, and. Here's the funniest part about the whole thing. They went out this offseason and completely revamped that offensive line and made it better, and yet the guys who were the playmakers are the ones who are not
3: getting it done. But, that that Eric, amazes me. It, but I, I'll say this. Eric B. Enemy and Andy Reid, like they did against the Giants game, they actually did this. They made a conscious effort to run the football versus two high safeties because I was always taught – if a team is going to play you two high safeties, they're basically disrespecting you. To, to to put it in better terms, they're disrespecting you and telling you that your run game is poop. So when you have two high safeties, you have to you have to make it a point. Offensive linemen want to run block more so than they want to pass block. Trust me, I talked to so enough of them. They love to run block and impose imposing their will against their opponent. So rush the football when the opportunities are there, but then when you have your shots. The supporting cast, everyone, including Tyreek Hill, the supporting cast have to do their job, and the supporting uh, cast includes Patrick Mahomes as well.
1: In moments, it is the time of the week that is, speaking of magical, that doesn't begin to cover it. It is when Bubba will shine. This should be Bubba's intro music, because in just moments, we will play Who You Got.
4: Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Previously on Greeny. He looked like an NFL quarterback yesterday. It happened for Eli. It happens for them all. Some it takes a little longer than others. And the big picture, this really didn't take that long. And that game yesterday, if I'm a fan of the Bears, felt more like a win than some of the games they've won this year because yesterday they were playing with a quarterback who looks like he might be outstanding.
1: Greeny and Justin Fields. Weekly Rewind brought to you by Dell. Your small business needs are all met by Dell. Call a Dell Technologies Advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL, and it's hard to disagree with what he just had to say in regards to Justin Fields, who looks the part, finally. It is Chris Carlin. And Harry Douglas, in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. Presented by Progressive Insurance and all guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Harry, I want to welcome Talk to you. me. Talk I want to to welcome me, you Grace. to a segment every Friday at this time that we
4: call Who You Got? Life is a series of choices. Who you got? Make a decision.
2: Say it! Say it! All
4: right, I'll
0: say it. Who you got? Bubba, the floor is yours. All right, let's start and do some NFL first. And who you got is brought to you by Granger. We're going to start with Titans and Rams. Titans are without Derrick Henry. The Rams, they've won four in a row. And in this game, it's Los Angeles minus seven. So who you got in this game? Harry, I got the Rams. Uh, Rams are the best team
1: in the NFC. Uh, I firmly believe that, and I think they're going to the Super Bowl this year, and Tennessee without Derrick Henry, I think this is one of the few places where you will actually find that who the running back is does matter. It does matter, because we talk so much about high draft picks on running backs, and you can get running backs anywhere. I don't think you can get Derrick Henry just anywhere anywhere. I've got the Rams in this game.
3: Yeah, for me, uh, my heart wants to go with the Tennessee Titans. But like you just mentioned, they are going to be without the great King Derrick Henry. So I'm going to go with the Rams in this one. Not to mention, they just got Von Miller to pair up with that man. You know who that man is? Number 99? You know who that man is? Yep. Aaron Donald. And not only that, they have Jalen Ramsey on the backside and Floyd as well. So I'm looking for this defense, Raheem Morris. A guy who's done a great job in this league. He's doing a great job with this defense this year. Right now, the offense of the Rams, even without Deshaun Jackson, is high-powered Cooper Cup right now leading all receivers in receiving yards. The guy has 10 touchdowns, too. What about Cooper Cup, man? He's playing some ball. And then they brought in Matthew Stafford via trade uh, for Jared Goff. So I'm going to go with the Rams in this one. But I will tell you this. If Derrick Henry was playing in this football game, I will be going with Tennessee Titans. Mm. But since he's not. I'm going with the Los Angeles Rams. Bubba,
0: next. All right, Cardinals 49ers. Cardinals coming off their first loss. And this one, a little surprising, San Francisco minus two. So who you got on this one?
1: I can't figure out the 49ers to save my life. I I really can't. (laughs) And I just wish I could look at them and really, you know how there are just teams that from time to time you have absolutely no feel on what they are. That That's the 49ers for me. I am taking the Cardinals in this game. I do think there is some truth to the notion of what Joe Fortenbaugh said earlier, that they may be a start-fast-but-not-finish-so-great type team, but I got
3: the Cardinals in this game getting points. Give me that. I'm going to go with the 49ers in this one. Uh, simple fact, A.J. Green is not playing in this ball game. I don't know the health of DeAndre Hopkins. Um, A.J. Critical- Green, did he just turn 91 years old? I'm not sure. Was what that you- this week or last week? <laughs> If you don't stop that nonsense, Chris, (laughs) but I will tell you DeAndre Hopkins not being being out there against the Green Bay Packers. Probably played a part in that debacle thing that happened with A.J. Green at the end. Because if that's DeAndre Hopkins, he 100% knows he's probably going to get the fade ball because that's all he's done. Not all, but that's one of the great things he's done in National Football League. Catch fade balls over people with those big bear paws that he does have in his catch radius. But I'm going to go with the 49ers because J.J. Watt's not there. I'm going to go with the 49ers because possibly the two best receivers on the team. One, I know won't be there. The other one, I don't know his health status. So, I'm going with the 49ers in this one.
0: All right, Packers-Chiefs, the the matchup we've all been waiting for. Everyone's looking forward to it. It's Jordan Love, Pat Mahomes, and it's Kansas City minus 7.5. Who you got in this one? Uh, I'm, I'm going to ride
1: with the Packers. If they're getting 7.5, uh, I just look at the Chiefs and see a team that is a little unsure of themselves at the moment. They don't really know what they are, and when you have a team that has rolled as easily as they have the last few years, sometimes when they hit this kind of a bump in the road, they start looking in the mirror a little bit. I I think they're a little bit lost at the moment, and for that reason, I will go with the Green Bay Packers.
3: Chris, you say right now the Chiefs don't know who they are. I'm going to say they didn't know who the hell they were the entire season. Mm. They don't have a specific identity. That's one of the things that's lacking. They don't have an identity right now with this football team. Will you look at them defensively? when you look at them offensively? And then you have guys making mistakes left and right. At some point, somebody has to be accountable. But when you look over at the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers, oh, you a magician too. You lied to us all. Had (laughs) us thinking that you was vaccinated. Come to find out you wasn't even vaccinated. But I'm still going to (laughs) go. Oh, I like the magician music. I'm still going to go with the Green Bay Packers because they're getting two of their receivers back. And Devontae Adams and Valdez Scantley. They have two solid running backs. But then again, If Matt LaFleur has a great game plan for Jordan Love and prepares him for the blitz that the defense in Spagnola wants to uh, throw at him when it comes to the Kansas City Chiefs, I think they're going to be effective. So I'm going with the Green Bay Packers in this matchup. Bye-bye next. All right, the most important game of the weekend, Broncos, Cowboys, and it's
0: Dallas (laughs) minus 10. And by the way, Dak is back, but also Dallas undefeated against the spread so far this season. Who you got in this one? Look, the Broncos have an excellent
1: defense, okay? I honestly tell you, I honestly tell you right now, I can't pick the Broncos even though their defense is good. I can't. I'm assuming Dak is back, and this will be 100% that he will return and start. And so with that in mind,
3: I will take the Dallas Cowboys. Ooh, as I much like, as it kills me to do that. I like your thinking, Chris. I'm going to go with the Dallas Cowboys in this one. Um, I understand Dak didn't play last week. He's playing this week. But this team, offensively, defensively, special teams, have been hitting on all cylinders the entire year. The only thing that hasn't been hitting on all cylinders is Mike McCarthy understanding the clock management situation. But I'm still going to go with the Dallas Cowboys because I believe in their philosophy of offensively. Kellen Moore is doing a hell of a job. A guy who's going to be a head coach in this league very, very soon. I like what they're doing on the back, on the back end uh, defensively. Uh, I'll tell you, Dan Quinn figured it out. I said when he came from Atlanta, if he understood how to use his personnel the right way because that was his issue in Atlanta, he still thought he could run the scheme that he had in Seattle and didn't have the players to run that scheme. Now he's tailored things toward his player skill set, and you're seeing the fruit of the decisions that he's making now with the Dallas Cowboys defense. They're playing lights out. Um, Trayvon Diggs, a guy who's going to take chances. Uh, what is he at, seven interceptions right now, or is it six? Seven? I think it's seven. I think it's seven. I think it's I'll 7 I'll double check. Ball skills out of this world. Yes, the little brother of Stefan Diggs. So I'm pretty sure – Andy, a former wide receiver, I'm pretty sure those guys in the off season go against one another. So he's going against the best when he's training and working out with his older brother. So I'm going with the Dallas Cowboys in this one. I just don't think it's going to be by plus ten
1: it's amazing that he never wanted to play defensive back, and it is seven interceptions right now, and Dak said it is, quote, safe to say that he will return on
0: Sunday. Bubba next! Yeah, and it's important to note, very important to get this in, and today is day 30 of me wearing the jersey. If they win on Sunday, Monday will be day 31, heading into another week. So. Is, it, is it getting a bit gamey? Hey, that's uh, that's for other people to judge. I'm, feeling, <laughs> See, I'm, I'm doing great. I don't know. You know,
1: yeah, you really are living in just the world of Bubba and Outside of that little bubble of Bubba, if you will, it's a good bubble. You could not care about what's going on. It's a good bubble. Yeah, you have no interest in how your olfactory <laughs> situation
0: is affecting others. Yeah, I wouldn't worry about it. One more NFL one Browns, Bengals. This one we've got Cincinnati minus two and a half. Who you got in this one? It's not that
1: the hard. The Bengals Chris. are bouncing back.
0: <laughs> You're <laughs> taking deep breaths and all that nonsense.
1: It is not that hard. <laughs> I know hard. the Bengals are bouncing back in this game. Uh, I I I I felt for them last week because it felt like the old Bengals, but I don't think it's the old Bengals. I don't see that at all. So I'm riding with Cincinnati this week, and I'm not going to try to break it all down analytically and all that stuff for you. I just think the Bengals are the better team, and I feel like the Browns have been a little bit on the
3: overrated side all season long. Listen, Chris, I'm about to make you laugh with this pick right here, okay, right? Mm -hmm. I'm picking the Bengals, but the simple fact, the Browns are like, they have marital problems right now. They have relationship issues, right? So why would I go and get some relationship advice? Well, she just left. But listen, (laughs) why would I go get some relationship advice? From somebody who's not doing great in their relationships. That's crazy as hell to me. They have too much going on. Too much
1: baggage. It's like asking a rich guy's son for financial advice.
3: (laughs) Exactly. So I'm going to go with the Cincinnati Bengals. I believe in Joe Burrow. I believe in that duo with him and Jamar Chase. So I'm going with the Cincinnati Bengals, and I like what they're doing defensively as well. One of the most underrated free agent signings, Trey Henderson, came over from the New Orleans Saints, having a good year right now for the Bengals. Bubba, it
1: continues with who you got in just a moment. According to Forbes, companies are working to fill millions of jobs in an epic hiring spree. So where do they turn? ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter's technology finds qualified candidates and makes it easy to invite your top choices to apply, try it free today at ZipRecruiter.com/slash Greeny. Chris Carlin, Harry Douglas, in for Greeny. Bubba, who you got? continues.
0: All right, let's mix in a quick non-sports win cuz I don't know if you were aware of this, but Wednesday was National Sandwich Day. I was so... not made
1: aware of this, Bubba, and
0: I'm frankly annoyed and disappointed in you that you would not make me aware of it. I know. So I believe in my quick research, I believe that Wednesday is was the uh, Earl of Sandwich's birthday cuz he's the guy who created sandwich. So that's why it's it's Wednesday was the National Sandwich Day. Anyways, if you could eat only one sandwich for the rest of your life, what are you going with? Who you got? All right.
1: My answer is going to be elaborate here, as you would imagine, Harry. So I'm going to let no, you better go. better not first. be no
3: BS, Chris. I'm telling you that right now. I don't know what not that means. With no BS. I don't know what that means. You know but what BS is. I'm going <laughs> to let you go. I'm going to let right, you go first me, because it I, is a very complicated answer. For me, it's not complicated. For me, it's simple. Right. I've been small my entire life. So to try to put weight on since I was in middle school, since I was in high school, you're not trying to draw
1: sympathy here with this, are you? No.
3: Just listen to me. OK, because I don't want to hear it even now in my life. I'm still trying to put weight on. You want to know what I eat to help me put weight on Mm. the old fashioned, good old peanut butter and jelly. If I can eat peanut butter and jelly the rest of my life, I would eat peanut butter and jelly the rest of my life because I love peanut butter and jelly that much. Not only do I like peanut butter and jelly that much, but my daughter loves peanut butter and jelly that much. She's five. My son loves peanut butter and jelly. He's two. So when I make their lunch at home, you want to know what else I make? I make myself a damn peanut butter and jelly sandwich, Chris. So I'm going with PB&J. Uh, important question here. Is it strawberry or grape? Oh, grape. I hate Thank strawberry
1: and jelly. See, you and I, we do get it. We do yeah. get it because Summer jelly is terrible. Exactly. Exactly. And if it's a cold sandwich, it is just that. It is a PB&J with grape jelly. Hot sandwich. Ooh. Hot sandwich. Grilled cheese.
3: Oh, Chris, you didn't shook the table. I didn't yeah. even think about. Chris, I, eat I grilled, thought it was going to be I complicated. Eat a, I eat a grilled cheese about two or three times a week. Yep. But do you? But do you put ham on your grilled cheese, too? I do not. But, I can but, put bacon on it, it
1: occasionally. I'll throw a tomato on there occasionally, and it is complicated, Bubba. And I resent any sort of pushback what's, what's on your part. What's complicated about a grilled cheese? Because it's hot, <laughs> it's cold, and I was going to get to my third answer. Is a hero a sandwich? Because if a hero is a sandwich, a meatball hero would be that sandwich. Oh, absolutely! Um, no, a yeah, meatball those, those sandwich?
3: a meatball sub is meatball sub. Well, yeah, sadly, absolutely. I've never had a meatball sub.
0: All right, what does that even mean? <laughs> You've never, You've never had a meatball sandwich? What are you talking about?
3: Not once? Yeah, Bon Jovi, I never had a damn meatball sandwich. <laughs> oh
0: my god. <laughs> yeah, it's as simple someone as well. it just get, came out of my mouth. Yeah, I never had a meatball, get sandwich. Him a meatball sandwich. Let's go. <laughs> Let's change the man's life. It's uh, what we like to do. I, that meatball but, sandwich is so, probably going to be my answer. I think my so, favorite sandwich is probably a chicken parm, but if so I'm going one every day, I'm going to be a meatball.
3: Yeah. So Bubba and Chris, do I need to try a meatball sandwich? You do. Okay. You do. So you in honor a of hero. Bubba and Chris, I am going to try a meatball sandwich, and I'm going to let you guys know how I liked it. Or I if it. I didn't like it. I love it. All right, Bubba, what else? All right, let's do uh, let's
0: do another fun one, because 64 years ago Wednesday, Dolph Lundgren was born, actor in many movies, ah. but most famously known for Ivan Drago in Rocky Four. So who you got as the best Rocky movie? <sighs> the The best Rocky movie
1: is Rocky because I mean, it won an Academy award for Pete's sake right out of the gate. And it, it it's a tremendous, tremendous film. Um, I like all of the other Rockies up to Rocky four. And then that's when you lose me after Rocky four.
3: I'm done with the franchise at that point. Ooh. Oh man, this is tough. I got to go with the original. Yeah. I'm an original guy. Mm-hmm. I got to go with the original man. And, and so many people forget, and it
1: annoys me to no end, that he didn't win the fight in the original. He didn't yeah, and, win. And, and, and that's okay.
3: And that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> if anything, that makes it better. But, yeah. but yeah. Bubba, who you, you got? Like, Why is there a statue there, though? Like, uh, There's a don't, statue don't, in don't Philly. Don't get Nuno started on that. Yeah,
1: the, there is a statue in Philly of Rocky. And I have now spent time in Philly. I used to rail on this before. Why do you have a statue of a fictional character? But I understand the town a little bit more, and it fits in a good way. Although Nuno would probably want no part of
0: that. Yeah, don't Maybe get, Philly needed don't get Nuno started on that one. By the way, Who You Got brought to you by Granger With supplies and solutions for every industry, Granger is always there to help. Call ClickRanger.com or just stop by. Get that meatball sub. Yeah, Bubba, 10
1: seconds. Who you got on the uh, Rocky?
0: Uh, I mean, Rocky 1 is amazing, but I mean, I just, if Rocky 4 is on, I'm watching it any time. Those, those montages in, in Russia are unbelievable.
1: Yeah, they are. They, you know, you've got the one, the burning heart, and driving around. Oh, uh, the all music the is just so great. And then, of course, uh, climbing the glacier and screaming Drago. I mean, <laughs> does it get any more inspirational than that? I, I wish I could come up with something in this life that is but I just can't. Been fun today. Chris Carlin, Harry Douglas in for Greeny. It's ESPN Radio and ESPN+.
0: Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch
3: Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.